What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Welcome to Designated Driver, where we explore the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Aaliyah. And I'm Liz. And today, we're talking about Inside Lewin Davis, which is actually a part of every single episode we do. That's true. It's in our theme tune, our unauthorized mm-hmm. theme tune. This is our 20th episode. What? That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Chin chin. So that's fun. We've done about two thirds of the feature films. There's probably We are well left. acquainted with the work of Adam Driver. Are you ready when we're done with that to rewatch Girls? Yes. You are. Okay. In the past, I was not ready, but I think I could do it. I'm so ready. You're so ready. Yeah. I do love watching things from that era, and especially things from even like before 2010 when people didn't have smartphones. I like watching things that have flip phones and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 20 episodes. High five. That's great. Did we have any news or things we wanted to cover on the top? I know there was something else you wanted to say about The Last Duel. In the episode, I didn't even mention the writer, and her name is Nicole Holofcener. She's the third writer. She joined Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. We gave her no credit last time. Nicole, I'm positive that you are 100% the reason that I like The Last Duel at all. So it's Nicole. I see you. It's all you. (laughs) I know that. I knew that before, but failed to mention it. We were texting after we finished that episode and wondering, does Adam Driver consider himself a feminist? And then we started kind of going back and forth. I know we've talked about this before, but I think the New York Post or the New Yorker did an interview with Adam Driver when he was in a play with Carrie Washington. No. Mm -mm. Russell. Carrie Russell. That's right. My friend saw that play. Robin's sister, Wendy, also saw it. Oh, my God. In the same room. That would be amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. But in that interview, no, they ask him about toxic masculinity, and he's like, what's toxic masculinity? And it just doesn't seem like a lot of those conversations are kind of in his head. I don't know. Yeah, but his response was, I'm probably contributing to it or the cause of it or something. So I like Mm -hmm. that he owned it right away because the reaction I don't like is defensiveness or saying, like, that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a good reaction. Totally. Like if you told him about something, he'd be like, oh, oh. I agree. I think he's open to learning new things. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we have any news. I feel like things have really quieted down Mm -hmm. on the Adam Driver front. Maybe he's taking what he probably feels, and it is, a well-deserved break. He's been busy, although he's probably still making oatmeal. (laughs) Wheat germ. Wheat germ. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're still making that? Oh, he's probably done with that, too. You're right. Yeah. Just take a year off. Just ride some horses, like, for fun. Mm-hmm. He must have like gazillion dollars at this point, especially after Star Wars, I would think. Of course, he has his apartment in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. But then out in the country, he probably has a ranch with his own horses, right? Yeah, that only goes upstate. That only makes sense. Yeah. I think a lot of stars go like upstate now. Yeah. Speaking of girls, I read an article, an interview a while ago with one of the girls... The girl who played Shoshana. Shoshana Shapiro. Shapiro. I think her last name is Mamet. Oh, yeah, she is. Sasha Mamet. Um, She loves... And her dad is... Oh, that's her dad. David Mamet or whatever. Okay. She loves horses, and she was... When this interview was taking place, it was like Christmas time, and she 
loves wrapping presents. So she was wrapping all of her friends' presents for them and their families. And she has horses. Basically, she just loves horses, and that's sort of all she cared about. But she also mentioned that she was wrapping presents and listening to the album Trio, which is how I found oh, out about it. Really? And that's how it's so good. I know, yeah. So it's one of my faves. Mm-hmm. So I think about that. She's got horses. So, you know, girls, horses, Adam Driver. Linda Ronstadt. What about her? She's, she's got horses? No, she's on Trio. <laughs> She's on Trio? It's Linda Ronstadt, Emmylou Harris, and Dolly Parton. Okay. Or, no, it's Loretta Lynn. Loretta I always Lynn. get confused. Yeah, yeah. So there's two albums that I love, and one is Trio, and then there's one that Dolly Parton did with Emmylou Harris. And Tammy Wynette. I think we're getting them mixed up, but anyway, they're both excellent. The, I'm looking at them. Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Emmylou Harris are That's on Trio? Trio. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Honky Tonk Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, and Tammy Wynette. And we now know mm-hmm. that Tammy Wynette is nuts. Let's break it down a little bit. So have you? are you caught up on Cocaine and Rhinestone? I'm almost done with the latest episode about Tammy Wynette. It's so long. It's good, though. And there's still going to be another one. I know. I think about George Jones anyway. I still didn't like the vibe in the beginning. And I think that biographer totally does not get Tammy Wynette at all in the biography that he uses as a source. I found it totally unreadable and like not even about her at all. So I don't know. It's yeah, still it's fascinating. Like, Recommend yeah. Cocaine and Rhinestones. Tammy Wynette had some real problems with painkillers, but who doesn't? And the, bru- <laughs> the bruise thing. So I looked that up too, the fake bruise. Oh my God. All these fake kidnappings and stuff. Do you think that guy, what's his name? George Ritchie. George Ritchie? Yeah, I George Googled Jones him. and... Yeah, weird, He's not huh? Guy... No, Guy Ritchie's the director of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. But... Oh, yeah, that's Madonna's ex-husband. Yeah. And it's spelled differently. It's R-I-C-H-E-Y. I Googled it. For Madonna's guy? No, no, for George Ritchie. Oh, okay. Do you know that when Madonna married Guy Ritchie, they didn't have a prenup or anything, and so she lost a ton of money to him? Really? When they got divorced. Oh, gross. Yeah, that she makes like me feel yucky. Married him without a prenup and he got half her money or something. Mm. Something bad. Anyway, when I had my shop, we sent a Christmas card to him. Why? We printed, well, we had a prominent family in town that was our customer and we did their holiday cards and they also had us address and mail them. So we had like a spreadsheet with like Mick Jaggers. Oh, wow. That must have been a pretty prominent family. It's a very prominent family in wow. Minneapolis. Wow. <laughs> There's a, just a couple of them. I mean, was that confidential information? Does it need to be cut out? You tell me. I don't I know. I don't know. It was cool. Was it Josh Hartnett? No, it wasn't Josh Hartnett. Was it Prince? No. Sad. Was it the Daytons? No, but we did work with them, too. What other prominent families are there? Well, I'm stumped. Okay. Well, we probably shouldn't say it. Yeah, That's probably I know. For the don't best. say it. It's fine. Speaking of local angles, how about the Cohen brothers? Right, right. That's a good transition. Yep. Yeah, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yep. They're from St. Louis. Park. Have you heard of them? <laughs> <laughs> There's a new movie out, Macbeth. My dad by just, just saw it. Oh, it's by just one of them, though, isn't it? Yeah, the one who's married to Francis McDormand. I think it's Ethan Cohen. Oh, I was going to say Joel. But I, I have no idea. One of the Cohens. Mm-hmm. So they directed. Inside Lewin Davis. Mm-hmm. I always want to say being Lewin Davis because of being John Malkovich. Oh. 
Have you seen that movie? Yes, but of it's course. been a long time. But yeah, because John Cusack, I love him. Me too, of course. And I, I really love that movie. I want to see it again, but you know, I just watched the movies with the kids, and I think it's rated R. Yeah. We're even trying to scale back on the PG-13s because they can have some weird stuff in them. But we started watching Community. Have you watched that? The TV show with Chevy Chase? Yeah, I never loved it as much as I felt like I should. I watched one episode a long time ago, and I wonder if it was in the middle. Like, it didn't start at the beginning. I didn't ever watch any more of it. But we started it from the beginning, and it's really funny. We were laughing so hard. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, something you can watch. We love Joel McHale in my family for some reason. I don't know why. We love the soup when he was on the soup. And did you ever watch that? No. Is that a talk show? No. It's, what is it's it? a show where they just make fun of TV. They just talk okay, about okay. stupid things that happen on TV. Yeah, everyone... And it's just Joel McHale in a green room talking about it and people laughing. Okay. Everybody knows this guy's name because I mentioned it to someone else. They're like, oh, it's Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they introduce him on The Soup. Okay. So was he a comedian or something? Yeah. I remember He's also that show. really the tall. Name. He seems really tall. I like that. On the show. Yeah. It's kind of a theme. So inside Lewin Davis. Okay. Brothers. Do you want to do a recap? Let's get into it. Okay, sure. Lewin Davis is a guy. It's set in like 1960s. 1961. 1961, Greenwich Village, New York, in the folk music scene of the time. And Lewin Davis is trying to be a musician. He used to be with a partner and like had a record and maybe had a little bit of fame. But we find out that the partner died. And so now he's trying to make it on his own, sort of unsuccessfully. I thought Jim was his partner. I thought JT's character was his old partner. Mm-mm. Oh, I totally missed that. His name wasn't Jim. The partner's name was something else. Okay, so our cast, Oscar Isaac, is Lewin Davis. I looked him up. His full name is like Oscar Isaacs. It's Hernan- just Isaac. Isaac Hernandez Estrada. His yes. mom is from Guatemala and his dad is Cuban. Cuban. And then Justin Timberlake is Jim. Lewin Davis possibly got Carrie Mulligan pregnant. Mm -hmm. So she's having to have an illegal abortion, and she's super mad at him and yells at him a lot. She really hates him. Yeah, she yelled at him many times. It's a hard luck story of trying to make it in New York and not making it. But also, it's he's just kind of awful. Yeah, he gets drunk, and he's terrible, and selfish he kind of alienates everybody who cares for him and he has this book that he just kind of goes through to to find a place to sleep for the night and he's not shy about asking people if he can sleep on their couch he's unhoused but Mm -hmm. he has a sister who is is a single mom possibly yeah she seems like a single mom so he goes there sometimes but then he ultimately alienates her too yeah they fight a lot he goes on a weird road trip to Chicago to try to talk to a record producer. Mm-hmm. And John Goodman is there as like a heroin addict. Like a jazz musician yeah. slash heroin It's addict. a really weird part of the movie. It mm-hmm. drags it down, I think. I, I, it was kind of creepy. And yeah. I, I liked the creepiness of it. I guess I just thought it, that part was too long. Yeah, I could see that. John Goodman's character is either passed out because of heroin, probably, or just like babbling on incessantly and just really tiresome. I just kept thinking that the Oscar Isaac character is actually really tiresome too. So he was just kind of a foil for him, I thought. It reminds me a little bit of one of my favorite movies, Midnight Cowboy. Have you seen that? 
I've so no. They're I mean they're even down on their luck even worse. But oh, you haven't seen it, Razzo Rizzo? Yeah, I have to watch it again. It's a movie that I I watched and then like immediately watched it again. I loved it that much. Wow. So, I I mean I've watched a yeah, little bit of like it. This was in like the '90s or something. And it um, has that great song in it. Yes, everybody's talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the streets of New York. I think that was kind of same pe- time period, like 60s, maybe early 70s. Maybe I think it's like the 1969 70s. around then. And I like a story of like trying to make it in New York and not making it. I guess like not waving but drowning. Yeah, kind of like that. And it's tough if it, things aren't going going well for you. So Oscar Isaac, he's such a good singer. Not him singing. It's not? Oh, no. no. I looked it up on IMDb, and I did wonder this. I haven't looked it up, but Marcus Mumford is his voice. Oh, okay. And I did wonder if that was how he and Carrie Mulligan met, because, you know, they're married now. Oh. I was thinking, like, wow, what a triple threat. I mean, I don't know if he can dance. I bet he can dance. (laughs) He can dance. Yeah. Yeah, he was beautiful. He's a beautiful Mm -hmm. man. His eyes are so big. Yeah, a lot of loving camera work like him at a window nice lighting close-up shots of his face smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee yeah a lot of cigarettes and adam driver's in the movie his name was al cody but really it's albert milgram close it's arthur milgram oh okay al cody plus arthur milgram equals al milgram who was a prominent guy in film in minneapolis for decades and decades and he did die a couple years ago that's that's a good little Trivia note. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. So I'm sure they would know Al Milgram. He put on the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Film Festival. Oh. He started it, I think, and put it on. It changed names. Kind of a local legend. I saw him going into Cub Foods, and I thought later, I'm like, was he wearing a mask? I wonder if he put one on. Because it was during the pandemic. He passed away a year ago or something. So that's got to be a reference to Al Milgram, I think. Another local. A little homage. Al Cody is also a folk musician. He had a record. Is he doing well or is he just scraping by too? He seems like he's happy to take session work and he's just trying to make it. He wears a cowboy hat and he's really tall and lanky. So he's got this kind of Western look about him. But you find out he's from New Jersey, which is kind of funny. And he has a fake name. So he's like a novelty act. I don't know if he's a novelty act. I think he's okay. just happy to take session work. And he had that record. He, so Adam Driver is really, really fresh-faced. Mm-hmm. And he's really he cute. He looks really young. He looks wet behind the ears. Like he's really short hair, cowboy hat, very sweet. Kind of earnest. And so Lewin Davis crashes on his couch for like one night or something. And he hooks him up with that creepy ride to Chicago mm-hmm. where John Goodman was in the backseat. How about their song? Shout <laughs> it was called like Hey Mr. Uh, President. Oh. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> that song is a hit. Yeah. So Justin Timberlake's character, Jim, writes the song and does a favor to Lewin Davis to, you know, sing on the song. And it's about going to space, which I think is really funny. It's an astronaut who has to go to space, but then he doesn't want to go to space and he's begging Mr. President Kennedy, Kennedy to yeah. not make him go. Yeah. That's really zeitgeisty for the time and adam driver is a backup singer and that's when i first noticed him as a person i thought he was really good in it and i loved his focus and i thought he did a really good job singing these funny kind of nonsense that are in this song yes that's mainly what he does 
by comparison to Lewin Davis, he seems kind of like he has his shit together just because he's more amenable to the work that he has to do as a musician. And he seems to be aspiring to something bigger. But, you know, he has an apartment, for example. So he seems like he's doing a little better. Yeah, Lewin Davis is pretentious and bitter, and he had some success already. And then there's this tragedy. His partner killed himself. So that seemed to be like a traumatic thing that is contributing to his problems. But also, like, he's on the way down mm-hmm. from his 15 minutes of fame and some of these other yeah. folks are on the way up. Yes. The very last scene, they show, like, a guy who's supposed to be Bob Dylan singing at the gaslight. Well... Lewin Davis is getting beat up in the alley. And then it became like a time loop movie. I know. I didn't understand why he got beat up in the alley. Did you understand that? Not really. Yeah. He heckled that lady. Yeah. Maybe that was that lady's husband or something. He heckled somebody and then like someone came to beat him up the next night at the gaslight because of it. That's how the movie started. And then mm-hmm. it ended the same way, but with the cat not escaping. Yeah. So it was I like... Mean, we haven't even discussed the cat yet. Yeah. Okay, the there was a cat. really the star of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I love that when animals have prominent roles because I'm always amazed. Yeah. How many takes did they have to do to get the cat to look at the right time or... He was just really and can cat. you carry a cat on a subway? Like he just, the cat never gets a carrier. So he just carries this cat around and which I just know from my own cat experience, like a cat will not yeah. sit with you like that. I thought that was weird. I mean, cause cats have claws and they'll like get out if yeah. they want to. Speaking of cats, you've been watching the Olympics, right? Do you watch, mm-hmm. do you see the commercials? Are there cats in them? Yeah. There's this commercial. It's for some kind of car pickup truck or something. And there's a cat in it that acts like a dog oh yeah i like that cat yeah that's kind of kind of reminds me of some cat acting which i mean cats just don't seem very trainable so i think that makes it even more amazing totally so the cat is great in it the whole cat thing the cat is really the only thing that makes lewin davis be like kind and responsible like the he's staying with this professor family who are kind of an interesting part of the movie too because they're so kind and they just like to be around him but they're also kind of like teach things that have no relevance to the real world and want to be part of his life, but also they kind of have no clue. It kind of seems like they exploit him in a way. He's just someone that's part of the cool scene. He's like their interesting friend. Gives Then he has dinner guests and then like shows off this folk singer guy to prove that they're with it and Mm -hmm. been cool. Although I was like, it's the least you can do because you're a terrible person. Like just play them a song and eat their moussaka and be done with it but he gets all principled and mad at them but anyway when he's staying with them this cat gets out at first and so he ends up having to carry the cat around new york and he leaves it at jim and jean's house and then he ends up taking the cat on the road with him to chicago because there's nowhere else he can leave it and then he leaves the cat behind now that i know that his partner died is the cat his partner like is Mm. the cat reminding him of his humanity and his kindness and then when he has to leave the cat behind he just kind of says goodbye to that part of his life and now he's a terrible person and unredeemable his soul kind of the Mm -hmm. cat is the soul of or his conscience yeah the cat escapes and so the cat is lost and then he's like in a cafe with Carrie Mulligan. Her name is Jean, Jean. which is great because everyone was named Jean back then nobody's named Jean now or Joan Oh, Joni Mitchell. That was yeah. what I was thinking of. But yes. Joan's a great name, though. That's it's right my favorite. For, is it? Yeah, I have an aunt, Joan. Her name was Joan Alice. 
perfect name, right? Mm-hmm. No, it was even perfecter. Joan Lucille. Oh. I was thinking of Alice Opal, which is Peter's grandma's name. So then he finds a cat and he thinks it's the cat, but that's a female cat and he returns it. So then the couple is really upset and the wife is like, where is his scrotum? And she says that a lot, really yep. loud. Pretty funny. Yep. Good stuff. Orange female cats are extremely rare. You is probably that, know that. Is that a fact? No, I yeah, don't know any cats. It's a genetic cats. thing. Because I think it's like an XY versus an XX thing. Like an XX will cancel out the orange. It's like how calico cats are usually female oh. because it's a co-dominant trait. They have two different colors. And so the X and the X, I don't think you can even have a calico male cat. An orange cat is always male? Almost always male. Or yep. always female? No. You're an orange sure cat is almost always male. Yes. Because if you have an XX, it'll block the orange. So females are XX. So, so they ha unless they both had orange on both yes, X's. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's very unlikely that you'll have an orange female cat. Okay. You're a redhead. Is it similar in humans? I don't not? think so. Yeah. I, was I just know they're rare. About redheads with a friend from work who has this idea in her head that redhead children are horrifying. And I was like, redheaded children are the best how they look mm -hmm. horrifying oh mm -hmm. that makes me sad they're the best yeah they're great i think they look amazing yeah so there's a cat in the movie love it and i really loved it when he walks by like a movie poster and there's the cat and dog yeah because there is an old movie like the old the, the incredible journey the incredible journey yeah details like that are like a hallmark of a coen brothers movie they just show that they're really good there is another little moment, Adam Driver. He's not in the scene, but it's when Lewin Davis, he has a box of records from the record label, and he's going to stash it under a side table next to the couch, and he tries to push the box under there. But there's already a box of Al Cody records under there. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of my favorite joke. Have I said this before? Is it something about musicians? No, it's oh. about bagpipes. Okay. Should I just go yeah, for do it? it? Okay, so there was, I'll say, a guy who went to the mall and had his bagpipes in the backseat of his car. And he went in the mall, and then he remembered that he left the windows open. So he ran out as fast as he could, but it was too late. There was already a bunch more bagpipes in the backseat. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. <laughs> that little moment in the movie reminds me of the bagpipe jokes. Like, he's going to yes. try to stash his box of records that didn't sell. And there's already... A box yes. of records stashed under there. So I love I that like moment. That. There's a lot of little moments in it. There's also a moment where he's in the hallway of the apartment building with Al Cody. And Al Cody is this huge person. And it's this little narrow hallway. And they're, like, trying to get by. And so, so I'm confused. Are they neighbors? Are, are Jim and Jean I know. It looks like the same Al apartment, Cody? doesn't it? Yeah, like a super long hallway with two doors at an angle. I think that's just really common in New York because actually I've just been watching Love Life. Did you watch, have you watched that show I on watched HBO? A show, no, I watched a show called Love, mm. Loving Love with Paul Rust and the girl from Community, Jillian something. Oh yeah, I watched that for a little I while. I watched it's that like, for eh. a while, yeah. So no, Love Life, okay, it's okay. what's that about? Okay. It's an HBO, it follows one person in their love life until and through all their different relationships. So the first season is with Anna Kendrick and she's in, it's all in New York. But her apartment mm -hmm. is just like that. It's a little narrow hallway, but she's a small person. Mm -hmm. And it has two little angled doors. What's her apartment like? It's just a studio. She must have more than that. No, she, she was has in... a little kitchen. 
She was in Trolls. Bed. Well, I know, but it's 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 a dramatic <laughs> film. So oh, she's oh, not, it's not real. It's not Anna Kendrick <laughs> playing herself. I thought it was a documentary. No. About her love life. Okay, okay. Yeah. But anyway, her hallway is like that, too. <laughs> and she was in, like, the Twilight movies, too, right? I don't know. I think she's weird looking. But in real life, she's dating Bill Hader. And I like that. <gasps> what? But she has an amazing singing voice. Mm-hmm. Because of She's Trolls. clearly into have you, musicals. Have you seen Trolls? Um, I have been present for it. I love Trolls. When we first got into seeing movies with the girls, like, I'd take them to Riverview. And we saw... We saw Moana, not at the Riverview. And then we saw Trolls, and we saw Coco. Mm. Is that a movie? Oh, I can never <laughs> not cry. Oh, my God, I cried. So Remember I, me. I had yeah. such a like headache from mm-hmm. crying slash trying not to cry in the movie theater. And then I saw Trolls, and I'm like, this is great. I never want to watch an adult movie again. These fun, colorful roller coaster rides of kids' movies. Have you seen Encanto? No. My sister just went to see it. With her little one. It is good. You will cry in this one, too, and there's good songs in it. Lin-Manuel, he does not miss. Yeah. Well, also, Justin Timberlake is in Trolls, too. Bringing it all back. He's probably in Trolls, too, as well, which I didn't didn't see because it looked dumb. Mm -hmm. Anywho, did you like Justin Timberlake in it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, for some reason, can't stay mad at him. People are mad at him because... He sucks, kind yeah. of, with ladies. <laughs> yeah, and like Britney Spears. Totally threw her under the totally bus. totally sucked. And, and Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson. And he did nothing. I mean, being alive at that time, I don't know that people really thought yeah. they could do anything to mm-hmm. stop. I mean, the whole Janet Jackson thing, there was an obvious weird lack of pornography available that people were going so crazy over a fraction of a second of a nipple. I just don't understand. Like, that in today's world does not seem like any kind of deal. Mm, I'm sure it could be. I don't think it's because of the nipple. I think it's because it was her nipple. Because she's supposed to be... Because she's a celebrity. I guess. So if it was somebody else, if it was J-Lo's nipple... I'm sure they would make a big deal out of it. Especially women of color. I feel like that definitely Mm, plays into it, too. You can't cross the line. You think that'd still be controversial today? Yes. To me, I feel like if that happened today, people are like, oh, whatever. You can see a gazillion nipples, all the nipples you want. You just Google it or whatever. There's also the time, have you read Jessica Simpson's biography? I didn't read it, but I listened to yeah. all the... Yeah, kind of about. a dick. What did Remember? he do in that He went book? to, so he was auditioning for, or I think he was on the Disney, what was that show called? Camp Disney or Disney Happy Hour. What is Mouseketeers? Yeah, mouse, he was a Mouseketeer. Yeah, yeah. And remember, they sent all oh, yeah. the promising ones to this camp. And she went after Christina Aguilera. And Christina Aguilera was so good, she completely lost her nerve and just was really bad. It might have been Britney, though. It might have been Britney. Yeah. I think it was Christina, though. Well, but anyway, when, she's, amazing yeah, voice. Yeah. when she steps off stage, JT is waiting and he's like, that was really bad. Like, oh, what happened to that? you? Yeah. And I then. Mean, how old was he? Like 14 or something? What? But then. See, I'm when defending they, no, him. But then when right. they were older and she was between husbands, they like met up at a party or something and they like made out. Remember this part? Kind of. And he was like, OK, now I got to call Ryan Gosling because we bet each other that we oh, would call yeah. each other whenever one of us made out with you. And yeah. it, she was like, you suck. And I think he sucks. But I still, I still like him too. But I know. I, I yeah, still I guess him. he's. Yeah, he must be like a really likable person. He's very likable. Have trouble like canceling him. I I'm know. Like, oh, but he is really uh, pretty adorable. He's pretty cute in this movie, and I think he's very talented. So I, I like know. His, not I that like that's a pass. Yeah, 
What about Carrie Mulligan? Do you like her? She seemed pretty one-dimensional and pretty brittle to me. Yeah, she's real aggro in in this movie. I get it, but like, there's actually almost no women in this movie, and they have zero dimension. She's the only one, pretty much. And the professor's wife, who's just kind of hysterical. And the professor's wife, yeah, she looks identical to the woman who was on the Who's stage. Playing the auto harp. I actually thought, thought she was her. I was really, I thought that was really confusing too. Yeah, two kinds of women, like horn rim glasses grandmas, and then Jean. Yeah, who everyone talks about how they want to fuck her. Or, yeah, yeah, or if they have or whatever. Yeah. yeah, not a good moment for the ladies. Definitely fails the Bechtel test for mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure. I think Last Duel probably does fails it. Totally. Pretty bad. What, what did we do before that? Gucci? House of Gucci. Well, there's pass? Salma Hayek, and, but they're talking about him. But they're about talking him. about him. Adam Driver, I think our message is the same. I mean, it's these old director guys that... I wonder if Adam Driver wants to someday just be a director, and he's just like sort of being a mentee with all these... He always has said he doesn't want to direct his own movies. Oh, has he said yeah. that? What about other people? Have said he, that he wants to direct. No, does he want to direct other people and like be the director? He just wants to be the actor. I don't think so. I think yeah. he just wants to be the actor. He loves acting. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac also went to Juilliard. Did we discuss this one time? Like, did I, they go? At the I same think time? so, but I googled it too. Two thousand five is when Oscar Isaac graduated, and two thousand nine is when Adam Driver graduated. So they probably didn't go at the same time. But I am sure, given all the roles they've had together, that they love each other and that they talk about Juilliard all the time. Yeah, I'm sure they talk about mm-hmm. Juilliard all and the time. Like, oh, oh, oh. And they're like, <laughs> remember that one professor? Like, I totally wowed him or whatever. I'm still buddies with my college friends. Yeah. I mean, I never moved away from the oh, city same. I went to college in. Yeah, I was just texting with more than one of my mm-hmm. college friends. I we have a WhatsApp here. group. Oh, that's nice. And all we do now is share our wordles. <laughs> of course, it's oh. pathetic. Sharing wordles over talks is the great use of group texting well one person in our group recently asked us to stop doing it because she doesn't play she said we should have a separate thread just for our real scores i don't really like this person very much so far i know i'm like get a grip Susie. like it's what's happening that's right do you think that map you sent me a map yes that showed the data of where wordle was being done the most here it was right here in minnesota do you think that's real I do. I love it. I love it, too. And now, like, Facebook is a lot of just Wordles. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. I, I think that's, too. like, the one thing you can post on Facebook that is not annoying. Mm-hmm. I saw at one point someone It's post- comforting. Because, you know, Wordle, it hasn't been politicized. Oh, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> I just hate it when people say that because it's so vague. They're like, oh, masks, they've been politicized, so I'm just not going to. I mean, that's what I've read people say. But, I mean, what... Can you be more specific? I don't think you can be more specific because it's so, it generates so many feelings. There's so many different political perspectives on it. On Wordle. No, on masks. <laughs> <laughs> Although today, when I was doing the Wordle, spoiler, if you haven't done Wordle yet, it was skill. And I thought it was skier. I was like, it must be skill? skier. Mm-hmm. I didn't have skill. You didn't? No. Today? I don't think I had skill. I kept thinking it must weird. be skier because of the Olympics. That's not what I had. My my wordle is is messed up. I think. I think it's because my I have my phone on private mode. Mm. But also then it doesn't remember what I did. Sometimes I've done it again 
the same day and because I can't I have wordle amnesia like once I do it I can't remember what the word was so I can like do it again I just kept thinking it must be like a wordle must be getting topical that was my and then I was like whoa what is going on but then it wasn't anyway it was skill although that could be about the Olympics too Oh, you thought it was Olympics. Yeah, I just figured that the guy who made it just I'm sure it's just so put all the words. Word There's like five thousand words. Yeah, and it's just random. I think I should do a screenshot. Maybe it was skill. I, anyway, I have wordle amnesia. Mm, that's I okay. don't remember. But I love it because it's magic. It happens every time in six times. Mm-hmm. Even like if I have almost nothing for four times, mm-hmm. you can still figure out what it is by number six. It seems like magic to me. It's like a six degrees of separation thing. It is. Like six times to guess a word, and then like there's only one option left. Wordle talk. I've had a group text for a long time called the Mini Crossword Club, and we always put our scores in that. So we've just added Wordle to that. Makes sense. I am striving on spelling bee. To, I've been getting geniuses more. So I'm like, I'm going to get a queen bee. I got so many after genius yesterday. I was like, this is it. But I didn't get it. One was because I didn't get genie, spelled G-E-N-I-I. Oh. And there was another word I hadn't heard. But then I missed the words peep and peeping. Like, really? So I got to get a queen bee. That's my next level. I'm going to ask Joel if he gets that. I bet he does. That's all the all the words. He probably I'm does. I'm sure yeah. he does. He's, I don't know. My husband's like a brain robot. He's, a, he's a word game genius. Mm-hmm. So do we want to talk about Adam Driver and the movie? Yeah, sure. What so, about it? Well, I did a little bit of Googling, and I think this really marked the beginning of Adam Driver's aversion to watching himself in movies. He oh, really? hates the sounds he makes in it, even though I think they're perfect. And yeah. he's totally a scene stealer in it. Yeah, yeah. But watching himself on the screen kind of made him swear off movies. And it does get to that thing where he hates the sound of himself singing. And we still need to talk. Oh, my God. I think I'm ready to watch Marriage Story because Marriage Story is the movie that he was in where he sang and then Terry Gross tried to make him listen to that scene and then he walked out of fresh air, which I can't believe he did. But that was rude, though. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my point being, it was a turning point in his career as a professional actor, I think, because that that's such a big part of who he is, isn't... Is not watching himself. Is not watching So before himself. that, do you think he did watch himself? I don't know. I think so. It's funny because I think that it's really flattering. His little performance and it's his great. singing. He, he nailed it. Yeah. I don't know if this is a spoiler, but the singing in Marriage Story, it was cringy. I don't, I did not like. Well, I'll find out. I mean, we'll be watching it again. So I sort of always envisioned that that would be like the last movie we oh, okay. <laughs> covered. I'm okay with that. And that's the Oscar winner. So didn't he win an Oscar for that? I don't think he's won an Oscar. Oh, yet. he was nominated. He was for, nominated. I wonder who beat him out. Probably Green Book or something terrible like that. Yeah, it might have been something terrible. I mean, he cried, he sang. He raged. I haven't seen it yet. He wrote a check for $10,000 and looked really nervous about it. Understandable. You shouldn't say too much about it because you haven't seen it yet. One other little note about Inside Lewin Davis. This was the first movie I saw in the theater after the girls were born. I think it has a personal meaning for both of us. Yes, you say more on your end. So I had twins in 2012, and that was the beginning of my first lockdown. We're like, you can't leave the house. You cannot do anything. I mean, it's nothing compared to what we do now with this lockdown. But at the time, it seemed like we hadn't seen a movie for a really long time because mm-hmm. we went from not being parents to being parents of two babies. So that was a momentous thing that we went to see. 
this movie. We saw it at the Lagoon Theater. I think I stayed awake, even though I'm sure I hadn't slept in like two months or something. That was sweet. And I really enjoyed watching it again. I watched it in the morning drinking coffee, which I love to do. So my Lewin Davis story is similar to yours. I was pregnant when I saw it and I was about to have Chet. I saw it at home. I watched it with my mom because Joel, I think we've talked about this before. I think a lot of men, when their partners are pregnant, like don't really process that they're about to have a child until they're like, holy shit, I'm about to have a child. Yeah. After it's born. Or like right before it was like February and Chet was due at the end of March. So I was like really pregnant. And Joel, apropos of nothing, was like, I'm going to go on a cruise. And he went on a cruise ostensibly to run karaoke, but not really. And like he was sleeping on in some friend's room who had bought a cabin on the cruise. And the whole thing was ridiculous. And I, I think he regretted it because he was lonely. Like he didn't really know anyone. I don't know what he was doing. Anyway, so my mom came to stay with me because I was super pregnant. How many weeks pregnant were you when this cruise happened? It was like early February and I was due on March 29th. So I was over seven months pregnant. Yeah. I mean, you could have gone into labor. If it would have been a book or a movie, anytime the husband or boyfriend or partner leaves, then that's when the mom goes into labor. I'm just reading a book right now, not the second, but it's called uh, Early Morning Riser, and I recommend it. It's Mm -hmm. a good book. I saw it on your your counter. I'm into it. It kind of gets better and like it's funnier the longer you stay with it. But there's a snowstorm, and she's pregnant, and he goes to another city, and she goes into labor. Do you remember like a few years ago, well, when I was pregnant with Chad, so it was 2014, There was like this Arctic blast a week when every day the temperature was minus eight or something. Then there was this crazy wind chill. Was it the polar vortex? Yes, it was a polar vortex. And did we also have a ton of snow? Because I have a picture of the girls in their one-year-old tiny little snow suits and we're walking down the sidewalk and the snow banks are like way over their head (laughs) it was cold i was like joel if i slip and fall what am i gonna do and so that's why my mom came to stay with me so it was this really sweet week though because it was just me and my mom hanging out and she would have me take lots of naps which Mm -hmm. i didn't really understand why that was so important but it was really great we went to Ikea and we got a dresser. In the midst of it, we watched Inside Lou and Davis. So it has this like yeah. sweet feeling when you for were, me too. Yeah, when you were both nesting. Mm-hmm. It was like mother-daughter nesting Yeah, for the new baby yeah. slash grandbaby. Yeah. A lot of baby memories tied mm-hmm. to this movie mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a really nice movie. I really yeah, liked it. I liked it too. I like that he has so little time, but he really makes the time that he's on screen count. Yeah, I mean, bam. it's very memorable. Yeah, and so we took little snippets from that, and they're in our theme tune. It may or may not be legal. Joel and Ethan, can Call we us. have permission? Let's talk. We'll cease and desist if we have to. It's fine. But I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that comes from, those sounds and sort of singing. He didn't like that, huh? I mean, I'm so self-conscious. I would hate that too. You know, I wouldn't be able to stand it, but interesting. So yeah, I think it was like 2013. Mm -hmm. So that's peak. I think that's about when Girls was going to start. So yeah, Alex, what's his name? Alex Karpowski. Mm -hmm. He's in this movie as one of the dinner guests. Yeah, he's a dinner guest for like a second. And he and Oscar Isaac's character manages to totally offend him too. He basically just alienates everybody. He's not good with people. Nope. He's he is not. Okay with cats. I mean, but do you think if a cat was on the subway, wouldn't it be scared? Yes, if it would be like. Was, it, so maybe it would be held 
But I was nervous every time he was walking down the street because the cat would just jump away. When we moved to our house down the street, we had lived four blocks away. We lived on 15th and 33rd, and now we live just a little bit south. Anyway, so when we moved, we put our cats, we had a lot of cats at that time, but we carried them over three by three. Okay. And so we put three cats. (laughs) How many times did you do that? Twice. Okay, six cats. Yep. So we put, that's just math. Yep, that's just math. So we put three cats. I still, I wish I still had my old phone because I recorded the sounds they made just for those four blocks <laughs> in their carriers, and they were the weirdest sounds I've like. Cats make really weird sounds, yeah. like you know, but like even more so, and in like trio. So I just cannot imagine the sound a cat. Like there's this part where the cat is sitting on his shoulder, looking out the window on the subway. And you just see the cat's reflection in the window, and the cat is just calmly sitting. And the same thing in the car. And I was like, there's no fucking way a cat would ever be that calm just sitting on a car. What if it was 1961? Maybe cats were like, had a totally different vibe back then. Yeah, I guess. Because of the entitled cats of today. Or, you know, they're just snowflakes. They can't handle anything. Probably. That's probably it. Yeah, sometimes I'll be like, why is a baby screaming outside my window? And it's a cat. They're really fucking weird. They don't make just cute little fun sounds like rats do. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. How many combs would you give? I'm going to give this one five combs. Oh, yeah. This is a total five combs. It's a great movie. It's a great little breakout moment for Adam Driver. It's just a win-win all the way. Pre-Star Wars, Adam Driver. You got to love it. It's small, but it's just worth it. And the rest of the movie is yep. really good, Small too. but impactful. Yeah. And then also the little sh- Minnesota shout-outs, the Al Milgram and the... You know, the funny thing about Bob Dylan, though, at the end, is, like, he's not good with people either. Right. And he yet he think... somehow is wildly successful I just know, because, I guess of because of his raw brilliance, his, I guess. talent? Bob Dylan is from Hibbing, right? He has, like, a two-part autobiography or something. And I read them both. He's a really good writer. Oh, yeah. I believe um, that. But this stands out to me. Like, so he hitchhiked from Minnesota in the winter to New York City. Uh, maybe this is kind of like how Lewin Davis hitchhikes back from Chicago to yeah. New York. And he's like, I was young and I knew what I wanted to do and I did not feel the cold. And winters back then were even like older than they yeah. are now. But also, Bob Dylan is a notorious liar. He just made so that he could have. It sounds who knows? a great story. He went in the summer. I don't, I don't know. know. There's so many good Bob Dylan stories, but my favorite is once Bob Dylan was recording at some studio and it just happened that Billy Bob Thornton was passing through and he really wanted to meet Bob Dylan and Bob Dylan was really annoyed. And so Billy Bob Thornton came out and like extended his hand and Bob Dylan just let him shake his pointer finger like he just had a little glove on and just waved his pointer finger at. And then so Billy Bob Thornton just shook his little finger and then off he went. How does he get away with that? Some people, like, they have that attitude and it just works for them. Yeah. People seem to respect them. But some people, they just hate them for being a jerk. I think he's definitely a jerk, but I give him a pass, too. I think he's funny and witty and it's fine. What was the name of his first girlfriend, too, who's on... um... Uh, the times they are a change in Susie, Susie Rotolo, you know, he just kind of used her up and spit her out. And Joan Baez, too. Like, he just used her yeah. for her fame. But I, remember, I still love him. I remember her quote about him. Well, sometimes you think you're a special friend to someone and then you find out you're not. Yeah. So. Sounds about right. thought they were like a couple. Susie or Rotolo. Like, oh, you thought name. we were yeah. exclusive. Yeah. 
<laughs> you thought this was you important? Thought, oh, no, I um, didn't mm-hmm. think that. So I also, okay, this is the last I could talk about Bob Dylan all day, but my other favorite part is, is it bringing it all back home? There's a movie that these people just follow him on tour with Joan Baez in the 60s, and they filmed it in black and white. Oh, is this Don't Look Back? Yeah, Don't yeah. Look Back. Yeah. But do you know the part where they're at a party and Donovan is like, oh, I'll play a little song. Have we talked about this before? It's one of my favorite. So Donovan, it's like, do, 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 you know, and he like sings his little song. And I like Donovan. <laughs> and then Bob Dylan whips out some amazing genius. I don't it, I don't know what it is. It's like bringing it all back home or something that's just like a masterpiece from starts to finish. But he's just like, now I'll play a song, you know, and he like destroys Donovan. He's like glaring at Donovan. Yeah. And Donovan just shrinks away yeah, he's into like, the corner. And have a song. It's called Mellow Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a. Yeah. Yeah. Silly in, silly in comparison. Yeah. In a lot of ways, Lou, he's what Lewin Davis, but I guess that's why they show him at the end. I don't know. It's just an interesting comparison. You know what I've been thinking about with the Spotify controversies and Neil Young and Joni Mitchell together? I mean, going off of it. Mm. Okay, have you seen, there's this movie about the band. The Last Waltz? I watch it every year for Joni Mitchell's birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, then you'll remember this. I've seen it just once, and it was many years ago. And I'm not a fan of the band, I'll say. Do you remember, there's a whole bunch of people on stage singing and Joni Mitchell is there Neil Young is there and he's trying super hard to like sidle up to her he's yeah, like kind of like buddies oh it seemed like he was being creepy and she was trying to get away from him and I'm like oh my god like Neil Young no. you're so embarrassing you're they're embarrassing so yourself. she might have been thinking that but they're like old friends you know okay, they're both they're Canadian totally they started out in the folk scene together possibly she cut his hair don't you think he looks like he cuts his own hair Probably. I just cut my own bangs. I've been working on it. But you it do it me a while. Well. I'm pretty sure he just looks in the mirror and is like... Rrr. It's a pandemic thing. Yeah. I can do it now, and I'm super proud. Peter just cut his own hair. I love these like self-reliant things that people do now. I cut Joel's hair throughout the pandemic pretty much, but I learned, that, like with Chet, I can't cut Chet's hair. I'm not good at it. The girls never need haircuts, except Opal got her haircut today to get it really short, mm-hmm. but I would never try to do that. But I've been working on my own bangs. That's enough. Yeah, they look good. My friend Nadine. Hi, Nadine, if you ever listen. We could get together and foil each other's hair and save hundreds of dollars. Whoa. <laughs> I bet That's I do, next level. I do like the person that does my hair. I need to get my Mine is gross right now. I have to go to... I'm also very loyal to my hairdresser. What do you... What color do you do? Oh, no, no. Just I don't cut. Color, yeah, just cut. Oh, Okay. Did you hear? I was like, no. No, Yeah, no, this is perfectly natural. Anyway, why were we talking about that? Joni Mitchell? Hair. Oh, cutting oh, hair. Oh, Neil Young. No, she he seemed like Young a goofball totally movie. Like, uh, he was. Oh, yeah, like he was goofball. embarrassing himself. Kind he of. probably was. She probably was like, what's your problem? <laughs> he was like, or back like, up, Neil. You smell like anything. Oh, it could yeah. Have been anything, could really. Have been that. Yeah. My favorite part in that movie is when Van Morrison does the like high kick in his velour onesie, you know, he has, or it's like a velour, like, running set even though he's like this pudgy little yeah. leprechaun i think i need to see this movie again. oh my god i've i've seen it so many times and also i don't know why you don't like the band because everyone likes the band i don't think i like the band yes you do they just seemed really dumb in the robbie movie. robertson is so hot he's one of my all-time favorites coyote you so know that I song should, coyote that's about robbie robertson i should like the band 
it's not about liking them or not liking them. I think they're just a really good hippie jam band, really. But like better than I guess you probably nailed it right there when you said jam band. Yeah, they're totally a jam band. Was there a scene with Janis Joplin in a train? Mm -mm. No, that's not. That's a different movie. She's not in it. She's She's already dead, I think, by the time they made that movie. Okay. Everyone's in that movie. It's so good. I mean, Lou Harris is in it. How can you not like Levon Helms, too, the drummer? I love him. I don't know. You're going to have to cut me a break because I saw it like in my 20s. Okay. Would you have liked it in your 20s? You Probably totally because I love Joni you, Mitchell so how, much. You just have always your whole life loved Joni Mitchell. I've loved Joni Mitchell since I was in high school. And then I think I told you this too. You know the song Carrie on Blue? You know that song where she like goes to Africa and she goes to Spain. and Yeah, yeah. And I think I do. And it's about this guy mm-hmm. Carrie. Anyway, my dad used to always sing that song when I was a kid. Okay. And I actually thought my dad wrote that song for oh, the longest time until I got sweet. a tape of Blue. Oh, I love Joni Mitchell so much. Her birthday's November 7th, in case you're wondering. So I either watch The Waltz or I watch this PBS documentary about Joni Mitchell every year on her birthday. And you're welcome to come over sometime and have a Joni Mitchell evening with me. Can I do the birthday thing and, yeah. and watch that movie? I mean, it'll be tough to like watch a movie all at once, but I could try It's it. so good, though. It's like being in a concert, but you're not at a concert. Okay, speaking of concerts, I bought tickets to see Wet Leg. You did? Yeah, do you When want... is it? It's on March 3rd. <gasps> Ooh, I think yeah. I'm going to be in Florida. Damn it. It's going to be at the Amsterdam, which I don't want to go there ever. Sorry, Amsterdam. But No, I have... I had a fight with the booker at the Amsterdam once, and I hung you up the phone did. on him. Yeah, oh, you sucks. hung up the phone. That's dramatic. You do that a lot? or No. One time? Okay. And on the internet, the tickets were like $60, and I'm like, oh, maybe I want to go. But then it just was eating at me. I'm like, I can't pay $60 to go to the Amsterdam. That just seems wrong. But then I got moved to First Avenue. Oh, yeah. So that's better. That's better. It's totally that's worth it. You're going to have so much great fun. venue. I want to go now. That's and then so the, fun. And then the tickets were, they were supposed to be $20, but actually for two tickets was over $60 because of all the fees, which is super dumb. And I'm never going to like to do that because just when I was younger, either I would get in for free, be on the guest list, or like you'd go to First oh, Avenue. Oh, you were just on the guest list? Yeah. You were someone's close one. Oh, yeah. But also, you would go to Sunday night dance party or whatever dance nights or drink nights, and then you'd leave, and they would give you like a handful yeah, I miss of those. comps. I miss those so comps. seeing bands was free, was <laughs> always free. But don't you feel now, I think we've had this conversation before, don't you feel now as you're older and you have a legitimate income, although who knows what's going to happen, but that now like you can afford to no, pay the artist. No, my is legitimate. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I like W-2s. Yeah. <laughs> no. I guess I just mean like now yeah. I can afford to pay, so I should because then yeah. the 20-year-old me behind me is the one who can go and be the pus one or who can try to like sidle in and... Do they get in for... Yeah, I should be there, knows? but I can't get there. I still resent it and feel mad because I feel like the prices are too high. I think you have to get over that. I think you got to <laughs> commit. You're paying for the art, right? Like, isn't that yeah. a good thing to pay I a lot want, of money for? I want to pay for it. I just think the price should be different. But then I think what you're saying is you don't <laughs> want to pay for it. Yeah. I really think you need to, especially like Shays Long, like they're a new band. No, or... I definitely want to pay them. I definitely want to pay. I just get mad when they say it's a price and then it's $16 of fees to buy something on the internet. And... 
I had to download but, an app too. Yeah. That's so annoying. they're tracking me now. You know, you sound like you're 100 years old. I know, but I am 100 years old. And I will tell you about life before the internet, where you either got a stack of free comps in your hands just because you went to First Avenue on any I other that. night. That was so fun. Or if you do that anymore, if you really had to buy a ticket for something, you went to Let It Be or you went to the record store. And then you bought the ticket there for $13, and there was, like, no extra fees. And then you could pick up some used tapes. So that's the world I like. Yeah. I mean, I was already frustrated because I bought tickets to Disneyland for our family plus my mom. I mean, this experience broke me. Peter had to help me out in the end, by the end, because I bought the tickets, and there was this big thing about you have to buy tickets and also make your reservation. But I went to the reservation page, and it's like, the reservations are all, all filled up for the state. I'm like, well, but I just bought tickets for the state, and they're so expensive. And then I had a mental breakdown after, like, a whole week of figuring this whole thing out and, mm-hmm. like, what days in the hotel and stuff. But it's fine. We bought the tickets from Disney, so we already had a reservation. But the Internet makes it panicky. It was a lot of ticket buying for me this week. What's the name of the Amazon have you seen that Saturday Night Live commercial for the Alexa for old people? Yeah, yeah that's hilarious. I'm getting some of that. I'm super from you a little bit. Well, I'm super old. I know that. I'm super old too. And sometimes I love our world. I mean, I love my phone. All the music I ever want is on it. You know, I have the New York Times on my phone, and then I read about books, and then I instantly go to the library app and request them. And like all the stuff is just revolving around my little phone, and it works awesome mm-hmm. and it's amazing but some things about our world and one of the things is buying tickets that i hate and i don't like that i had to download a separate app to just I don't show like the that tickets either. that's annoying is that why i had to pay 16 extra dollars a ticket <laughs> to i do want to say though like if you had seen the total ticket price would you have bought the ticket 33 dollars each i don't know but when i was like oh it's 20 dollars, then i was like yes one hundred percent. But then it wasn't that price. Mm-hmm. And so I feel bait and switched. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, how do you buy tickets? How does it? There's got to be another way. There's got to be a stack of comps out there somewhere. I don't think so. You guys, young people, I'm so sorry. It used to be so it was great. Much easier. You could just go to concerts like basically free. Or I had a friend who used to ask the people at the door if she could just go in. And most of the time they would let her go in. Was she, like, really cute? She just would be like, do I have to pay? And about half the time, they'd be like, I guess not. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing. Well, and then did you used to go to the entry? Yeah. And I think shows there were, like, $7. Max I think you're right. I think you're right. If you weren't on the list. First Avenue is a different entity now. I do wonder if those places exist. We just don't know because we're old. Because we're too old. Maybe my mentee can tell me. Yeah, you should ask. The mentor-mentee relationship is actually going to be in reverse because I'm going to be trying to figure out how to use my phone. Show me what it's like to be cool. (laughs) Yeah. Liz has a mentee from Radio K. It's so fun that you're going to see a show, though, and you're going to have so much fun, and I envy you so much. I'm slightly worried, though, about the show starts at 8. But what not if... not really going to start at 8, because there will be, like, what a bunch of What if there's a bunch of bands, bands, and what if they don't start until midnight? Yeah, I think you're going to have to take a nap before you go. I can't nap. you got to learn. <laughs> no, I can't. It's how I'm made. It's part of my sleep That's disorder. what I thought, too, but then after mm. I had Chet, now I can nap anytime. Mm. Like, just give me a couch. I'm there. I'm asleep. 
Yeah, you're lucky. It's a gift. You're I know. Lucky. I love napping. I took a nap today. I took a nap yesterday. It's so great. My biggest fears are having to stay up till midnight, having to stand up and stay up till midnight. But you can do the First Avenue rotation. This is my favorite thing about First Avenue. I like yeah. to go up the stairs, yep. walk around the top, down the stairs, see who I know. Yep. Yeah, chat, I think it was like a little... A bar. It was more fun in younger days yeah. when you could... You're checking out the scene. Mm -hmm. You're seeing and being seen. She was in the bathroom. Like, I'd always have oh, good yeah. conversations the stairs, with the mirrors. Back, yeah, yeah, the back. What's I'm your go-to drink when you go there? I mean, I'll probably just have a beer. Mm. But I usually, like, also don't drink at night. My life is pretty much ruled by my kids and job and then my sleep disorder, mm -hmm. which is insomnia. I just can't sleep if I do X, Y, Z. And there's, like, a, a very big list. So I don't know. I'll get one beer and nurse that and then drink water. Mm. What's your drink? I always get one of those bombers of Newcastle brown ale when I go. Oh, that sounds gross to me. But it's because I like only drink IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the worst. I'm like Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I mean, Lewin Davis. You're a little nicer, though. I mean, I try. I feel like I have to be, but... Which we do next? I said my thing. I don't know. What's your thing? Marriage story because of the singing. Oh, you think we should just do that next? Well, I don't know. Okay. I, run out, I don't know what other movies there are anymore. Gaby. Oh, yeah. Let, I'll watch Gaby's. Okay. Let's watch Gaby's. Okay. Just because it's easy. It sounds hilarious to me. We'll kind of stay in that era, early teens. All right. Well, thanks for listening to episode 20 of Designated Driver. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. And it will continue. <laughs> yeah. For at least 10 more episodes. Probably. And then if we go into TV. We still have to do the part with about the rats. Feeding the rats. Mm -hmm. And we, got all, we have a lot left. Yeah, we're not even close to the end. So hope you like it. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.